TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Joe and Evan, Beningo and Roberts on a summer Friday. Filling in for Francesa. We just need the theme song. And it's 2016 all over again. Nah, nah, we're filling in for nothing. There'll be a new show launching on July 24th. Very excited to get started, but very excited to be working with my guy, Joe B. What's up, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to get my headphones on right <laughs> it's now. It's okay. Hang in there. You have brought the Mets luck. I, I you thought... know what? I, com- I completely concur with that. <laughs> I thought when we were going to do shows together, it was just going to be misery. This team's terrible. They're awful. Let's sell this guy. Let's sell that guy. And somehow they sweep a first-place team. They give Met fans an easy Thursday night where you could have went to sleep early. Yep. It's, yep. And I'm not, like, excited that they're going to make the playoffs by any stretch. I'm still very concerned. But at least for a few days, there have been smiles on our faces watching the New York Mets win baseball games. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and, it, and this is the thing that sticks out to me the most with this, uh, you know, watching him last night, is that what we have with this young catcher that we have now, because this kid to me is the real deal, because not only – have we seen him? You know, he's got a flair for the dramatic. You know, when he hits home runs, hits another home run last night, drove in three runs. But how good is this kid defensively? Incredible defensively. And that was the thing we were told was his biggest deficiency. <laughs> right, right, right. We had heard from Met Brass, unnamed Met sources, well, he's got to improve his defense. Either... He's made incredible improvements in a short period of time where the New York Mets have no idea how to evaluate their own guys. Take your pick. But it's also impressive the compliments that are coming. I noticed something the other day, and we may not care about Trevor May, but Trevor May is a former Met. He has no reason to go out of his way to right, compliment right. Francisco the Alvarez. Former outstanding relief pitcher. <laughs> right. He goes One out many. and talks about this is no surprise because of how hard he works. And you hear that a lot about Alvarez. So he's working hard. He went through a little bit of a slump for almost a month. Right. He was 4 yep. for 34 yep. at one point. Yep. He went three and a half weeks without a home run. And then he has this barrage against Arizona. And I thought he showed great poise when he got drilled on purpose last night. And he did. Let's not beat around the bush. No, he got hit on purpose. Oh, there's no question. And he did a little step to the mouth, a little death stare, which is okay, at Jose Ruiz. And then he walks to first base and after the game says, they can hit me if they want. Maybe they should try to get me out. I thought it was badass. And I think Francisco Alvarez is passing all the tests of somebody that's got a real chance to be a superstar. That is no question about it. And and, and I want to, but I want to, we know what he's done with the bat, you know, I mean, and like I said, I mean, how many uh, major home runs has he hit? You know, game winning, game turning, looking like the game's over home runs that we've seen so far this year. But he made two defensive plays in this series against Arizona. He made one the other night. On a on a strike a, a strikeout that was a wild pitch, and he went he he basically 
you know, kind of, I don't know how to explain it, like just kind of kneels his way to the backstop, gets the ball, pounces up, and throws the first to get the guy. Yep. I mean, it was a crazy play. Yep. And then last night, and I know he's been working with, what's his name, uh, Glenn Sherlock on these pop-ups because he wasn't taking his mask off. Yep. Last night, there's a pop-up that's going almost to the rail. He gets the mask off, and he makes the play right before the rail. I'm like, well, that's a pretty nice play. Not only was that a great play, I could actually argue even in a blowout, it was a significant play because Carlos Carrasco walked the first battery faced. Oh, that's and right. And this was the second battery he was facing. That's right. You're right. That's and right. And he Alvarez, picked the guy off to get out of the inning. He eventually did. If Alvarez doesn't make that play, who the hell knows? Maybe right. Catal Marte right. It's a two-run home run. Right. We have no idea. Right. Because after that, Carlos Carrasco was just utterly dominant, which is stunning. And I heard what you were saying yesterday. He stinks. He's I terrible. Well, yeah. well, because you've been right. He oh, has I, been I, terrible. I, 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 I mean, what has he been any good? No. I, he, I'm still mad at Buck for taking him out after four innings in that Philadelphia disaster a couple weeks ago. Well, I think last night's an indicator that Buck doesn't have to rush to get him out of a game. Right. Because last night he wasn't only facing guys three times around. You could have had him face that lineup four times around, and he would have completed the game. He was efficient. He mm-hmm. was getting weak ground balls to second base. And the story Gary Cohn told last night was insane, that Carlos Carrasco watched an Instagram video of Pablo Lopez. Remember Pablo Lopez pitched for the Marlins, was traded to Minnesota? The Mets always beat Pablo Lopez okay. up. Like he's one of those I guys. I don't remember him well, but okay. Apparently, Carlos Carrasco watched a video of Pablo Lopez and the way he grips his slider. And Carlos was like, oh, that's fascinating. I should try that. And in his last two starts, he's imitated the grip of Pablo Lopez, hey. and nobody can hit his slider. Unbelievable. So thank you, Pablo Lopez. So it was a good night for the Mets. They yeah. win 9 nothing. By the way, first time in since 2015, the year they won the pennant, that they've had back-to-back uh, eight innings out of their starter. That is... You, that's crazy. I, I, I read that. that last night. Sarah Langs tweeted that, and she always has great facts on social media. That is mind-boggling. Yep. Yep. Because even though we live in a world in which starters don't go deep into games, you would think by accident the Mets, who have had some pretty good starters over the last five, six years, would accidentally yep. get back-to-back eight innings. You would think so. Right. And they get it from rookie Kodai Senga, who's up and down. You never know what you're going to get from him, even though overall he's had pitcher, a good year. He has. And then Carlos Carrasco, who a few starts ago, Bucks rushing to take him out of a game after four innings. And those are the guys that give you the back-to-back eight-inning performance. So it was a great series against Arizona. They still have a long way to go. They still have created a monstrous hole for themselves where they got three games against San Diego. They got to find a way to win two out of three. That's it. When they come home and face the Dodgers next week, they got to win two out of three. Like, this is a nice run, and I'm happy, and I'm excited, but they have still created such a crater that this win streak that they're on can't stop now. No. And, and they, they got to keep going. And let's be honest. They need the $43 million guy. And he's pitched better. He pitched a good – last time out he pitched well, seven innings, and he give up only one run. Time before that he had five innings and no runs, but he, he you know threw a million pitches, only five innings. They need him for $43 million, you know, $43 million a year to come out tonight in a big game and shut San Diego down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, give me seven tonight. Give me another eight tonight. How about that, Justin? <laughs> Let's do it. No doubt. He's paid a lot of money to give you big-time performances. And so far, like the big-time performance I think of with Verlander that still bothers me is blowing the game against the Braves, the finale of that three-game series. And that series in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I know you could look at the series against the Blue Jays where they got swept at home. He got, he got destroyed. He got game. destroyed. He got lit up. That was, was a 13-10 game. Yeah, that was a game in which the Mets led 10-6. Right. To six. right. Alvarez yep. hit, yep. I think, two home runs in right. that game, yes. too. Yeah. 
And that game was really the beginning of the horrific June that this team had. But what a difference good starting pitching makes. Because that's always been their biggest problem yeah. this year, has been the starting pitching. Well, the record's off the charts when the starter goes six. I think yeah. they're 25-4. and four. Yeah, the problem is they don't get it enough. No, of course. Now, they've been getting it recently, and they're hot, but they got to keep going. They're still in this big hole at five games under 500, six and a half games out of first place. they still got a long way to go. As far as the Yankees are concerned, I think the most stunning thing that's happened this season to me, now maybe you're not stunned by this. Maybe Big Mac's not stunned by this. Maybe every Yankee fan says, Evan, you're an idiot. I genuinely thought that Luis Severino was going to have a monster season. And I'll give you the reasons why. Number one, when Luis Severino pitches, he's good. That's a fact. Or at least, let me rephrase that. That was a fact. Like in 2022 mm. last year when he made his 19 starts, he was damn good. When he pitched in 2019, it was brief. He was good. When he pitched in 2018, he was good. When he pitched in 2017, he was good. The problem has been he's never healthy. But when Luis Severino pitches, he has been really, really good basically since 2016. You can't find me stretches where Luis Severino is significantly bad. So Hmm. I figured, okay, I think he's healthy. You know, I think he is. It's a contract year, which I know is right up your alley. Oh my contract God. year. I know. Boy, oh boy. He's he's going against everything I've ever believed when it comes to no, contract year. And he's healthy. Yeah. And he's atrocious. And this is mind-boggling to me because we haven't seen this Luis Severino since 2016. He has been a guy that when he takes the baseball, as rare as it is, he's good. And over his last two starts, I mean, it's unbelievable what's happened in his last two starts. 14 runs in six and two-thirds. 19 hits. Mm. And last night, watching this game, there were no accidents. There were no bloops. There were no bleeders. They hit the crap out of him. And so I start by just saying, I'm stunned this is happening, but it leads to a very difficult question. What the heck are you supposed to do? Like if yeah. we well, got Rodan to the point, is back. I mean, he's pitching tonight. No, no, and that's great. But uh, do you, you leave pull? Sh- I guess you leave Schmidt in the rotation. Well, he's in the rotation anyway. He's still here. The question is, do you take Luis Severino out? Well, like Randy Vasquez has pitched reasonably well in his spot starts, but really, it doesn't matter who your alternative is. When you're giving up seven runs a start, you can't pitch every five days. You can't be out no, there. No. Are we there yet with him and his seven ERA, or are we supposed to take a deep breath and give it more time? I don't know, man, because he has been horrific and non-competitive in these last two starts he's made against the Cardinals and the Orioles. What do you do? Yeah, not well. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. What it, we talked about this off the air. What timing for his bobblehead night tonight? Oh my god! My, are they gonna? Are they gonna? <laughs> seriously, are they gonna throw like the bobbleheads yeah. on the field? I mean, what's gonna happen with that? That could be ugly. Considering I mean, I, I mean, the mood be. of Yankee fans, it's on yeah. the table, John. Uh, of course. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to his poor bobblehead. I feel bad thinking about what some people may do to it. You never know. Good thing it wasn't like Josh Donaldson. (laughs) Forget it. Uh, (laughs) You're right. Or Aaron Hicks back in the day. Oh, my God. So what do you do? I need having one from Baltimore. Yeah, (laughs) maybe on their way. (laughs) So what do you do with this guy? You move him to the bullpen. No. Do you create a phantom IL spot for him? Yes. Do you run him out? That's what you do? That's what I think you do. I think you figure out a way to just get him off the team working on some stuff and give it an attempt later. But here's my counter to that. They're about to have an all-star break. So Mm -hmm. there were two days where he's not, or three days, I should say, where he's not pitching because he's not pitching in this series. He didn't make the all-star team? He's not going to. He just missed the (laughs) cut. Actually, he can pitch uh, home run derby batting practice to Pete Alonso, if you so wish. 
But then you've got four days from the All-Star break, and then the way you work the rotation, he could be your fifth guy. He could have your 10 days off anyway. Yeah, I think that's fair. Is that enough, or do you need to send them away for a month like the Blue Jays did with Alec Manoa? Yeah, I think think you're being fair. I think he has one more shot. I think you give him 10 days, work on some stuff, give him one more start, and if it looks like what it's looked like, then you send him away. I don't want to put him in the bullpen. I don't, first of all, he starts these games terribly. It's not like it's a guy who he's throwing 98 in the first inning, and then by the fourth or fifth, it's down to 94, and, it, and that's when he gets hit. He gets hit from jump. I'm not putting him in any kind of big situation on the bullpen. And then if you put him in the bullpen, now you've shortened him down to the where you're at the point if you do have an injury or something, you can't put him back into the rotation. So I don't see any sense of putting him into the bullpen. Other yeah, than, and if they move him to the bullpen, I don't even think it would be in the role, that role you mentioned. I think it would be as a man. mop-up man. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you'd bring him in the way Davey Garcia came in last night yeah. as just to clean up a mess. These last two starts against Baltimore IKF. and St. Louis. Yeah, right. IKF could just pitch. I, I, yeah. I saw this. Last. He's he's had he's had four relief appearances already today. Yeah. 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 What's the his ERA? Had, he's had a couple. Two, two, it's like two. Two, two, two five. five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so last maybe night. Mets, maybe we should make a trade for him. <laughs> yeah. And put him in a bullpen, bro. So, I mean, come on. The Mets could use him. So last night, Isaiah Conifalefa pitched for the fourth time and was, was fine. Comes in, he lobs right, him in, gets right, guys out. Right. If you watched, and I'm a sucker, so I did, the end of the Mets game, the Diamondbacks went to their backup the catcher, Carson Kelly, to pitch. Oh, he pitched at the end? So Carson Kelly comes in to pitch. Same gimmick. Just lobbing it in. Right. And the Mets did nothing did against nothing. them. No. I'm starting to think that my... I used to have a theory, Joe, and I used to say this to Go Craig. To lollipops, the old Steve Hamilton folly yeah. floater under, under, under the, the hit speed. I, I told yeah. Craig I could you know, get... maybe I could pitch a scoreless inning in the major leagues only because they would have no idea what's coming. They'd get these 40-mile-an-hour right. pitches from me. They wouldn't know what to do with you it. You would think they'd adjust at some point. Yeah. Though. After an inning, they'd adjust. Right. right. That's why I said one inning. Like, IKF can pitch one inning. You can't pitch five innings. Eventually, it'll just be batting practice. But for one inning, these position players come in, and they can actually get guys out doing 70 miles an hour, even less. And when I was a kid, and position players would pitch much rarer, a rarer time, they would come in and try to pitch. These guys come in, and they lob it in, and it's more effective, and they're getting guys out. It's almost like throwing a knuckleball, you know? (laughs) It is. In In a lot of ways. It is. So the Yankees right now, and look, they didn't score any runs yesterday. We're getting shut out till two outs in the ninth inning. They didn't score any runs the night before. And their offense, to me, is still their biggest issue without Aaron Judge. But right now, they got a spot in the rotation that's a major, major concern. I, I think Big Mac's probably right. You shut him down for a week and a half because you can with the All-Star break, and you give him another opportunity. If there's another non-competitive start that's the point where you pull the plug. Now, pulling the plug to triple A or pulling the plug to single A or pulling the plug to, you know, the bullpen, I don't know what the best answer is. We're going to find out about this Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa, who last year was a Cy Young candidate, this year couldn't get people out. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays sent down to not even rookie ball, not even to single A, to rookie ball. And he's been there for a while. He's returning tonight. I have no idea what's going to happen. Is he going to come back a different guy? Does that stuff work? Who is that guy George Steinbrenner had, the pitching specialist down in Florida? He had a pitching specialist. He had a lot of guys down there. He had Because there was a point where, like, he had, like, four or five GMs. Like, yeah. he had, like, GM by committee at some point, George. Yeah, of course. He had a guy, I forget, down in Florida where any time a Yankee pitcher struggled, 
he would send that guy down there, and they, for some reason, like Billy Connor, the, the name Billy Connor. I think, it is. I think you're him. right. I think that's exactly the is guy. I think was? it was Billy Connors. Yeah, now they, you say Billy that, Connors. I think that's exactly who it was. George would say, "Just send him to Billy right, Connors. Right, He'll right, fix right, him." Right, 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 right. I don't know where you're sending Luis Severino right now, but if he has another non-competitive start, he can't be making starts every five days for this Yankee team. Because there are other options. At least Randy Vasquez, when he makes mm-hmm. his spot start for four or five innings, he's competitive. He keeps you in a game. Last night, if you went to Yankee Stadium, you feel like you'll want your money back. Well, you don't have to pitch Severino for a while now. With, right. the, with the all-star break coming up, I mean, you know, I mean, you could, I mean, you know, you could go two and a half weeks without pitching. You him right can now. hide him for 10 days. Right. And then right. he's got to pitch again. Right. And at that point, then what do you do? Now, tonight's a big night because Carlos Radon is making his Yankee debut, his long-anticipated Yankee debut. And Radon, I would have said the same thing about Severino. Radon's great when he pitches. The problem is, does he pitch? Right. Well, he's at least going to make his first start tonight against the Cubbies, and we'll see if he can continue to throw every five days after the All-Star break and be a part of this rotation after Garrett Cole. Looks like Nestor Cortez is on the way back. Clark Schmidt has pitched reasonably well. Domingo Herman really hasn't. He just had the perfect game mixed in. But he's been average. Yeah, no, yeah, right, right. So this rotation after Cole, it has a lot of questions. And one of the guys that I thought was going to be reliable this year is Luis Severino, and he has been worse than I think any of us could have imagined. Indeed. And what do you do with that bobblehead tonight oh if you're God. a I wonder, what the, I wonder what the uh, you know the secondary market will uh, <laughs> charge for the Severino bobblehead. You know? Will we get a Patrick Ewing situation? Because I remember reading, and, and I was too young for this, so I don't remember Go ahead. it, Go ahead. that Nick fans, you... Not you in particular. Right, okay, right. You guys once tore up Patrick Ewing posters really? on Patrick Ewing poster night that. and threw it on the floor. Is True that story. right? Yeah. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. Maybe try to block it out of your mind because it was embarrassing. I don't know. Look that up, Lugie. Yeah, Confirm see, what, that. Y- what year was that, Lug? Because I don't. I got to tell you, I don't remember that. Check that year out. So I'm going to guess. Because, again, I read about it. It was before my time. I was way too young. I think it was like 88, oh, that 89. Early? It was early on in his career. Wow. This was not something that happened See, during I the think 90s. That, I wouldn't think you'd be tearing him up in the late 80s when he just, you know, only been here a couple of years. I, I don't know. That's the, crazy. Maybe I that's know. why I don't I, I don't remember it. Maybe that's why. Yeah, no, It wasn't during the 90s run at all. It was not. It was definitely prior. I'm seeing a story. Fans hurl posters at Nixon defeat. From March 18th, 1987. Wow. 1987. Oh, wow. So that's going. That's, that's when I Googled it. I didn't read the story. I'm assuming it's the I Googled Ewing poster night, and that's what came it's up. It's well, Patrick you know Ewing poster. I can see that, you know, from the aspect that, you know, look, they get Ewing in 85. We're all delirious when, you know, the Knicks win the lottery, even though it was fixed, let's be honest. And, you know, and, and they win the lottery. They get Ewing. And the expectation level, bro, was through the roof. Right, I mean, right. I tell you, I mean. It happened on Mother's Day when I saw it out. I almost, I almost drove off the road. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. We're going to get Patrick? Come on. So the expectation level was massive, and they were terrible those first couple of years. You know, not good. After trailing by as many as 27 points, the Knicks suffered their fourth consecutive defeat. What it, year? What year? 87, but when? Not, it, March of 87. Okay, so this is actually, okay, so this is late in the 86 87 season. Yes. It okay. was so rife okay. with ineptitude that many of the, how about this, 10,241 fans. They only had 10,000 yeah. people? Oh, they were terrible What is this, then, a New bro. Jersey Nets game? Bro, they were bad. Remember, remember Bernard was gone now, too. No, no, but, but here's the whole disaster. But here's what confuses me. The Knicks have been bad, for, not not now, but they were bad for a while, and the Garden was always sold well, out. Well, you know. This was prior to this, that. This is before it became the trendy place to go. It, I mean, you know, 1987, it wasn't, you know, the uh, celebrity role hadn't been developed yet. Yes. Let's, let's, very let's, different. Let's be real. It was so rife with an 
ineptitude that many of the 10,000 fans vented their frustration towards the player who was supposed to lead them from oblivion, Patrick Ewing. And enduring one of the worst nights of the year, only 11 points and three rebounds in 26 minutes, the second-year center was showered with boos, jeers, and cries for Eddie Wilkins, the Knicks' 12th man. Eddie Lee. In the period, fans began peppering the court with life-size posters of Ewing that they received as a promotion on St. Patrick's Day. One irate fan ran ran to courtside and ripped his poster to shreds. Mm. The public address announcer implored fans to refrain from throwing the posters by claiming that there were 10 excellent athletes on the floor. The predictable reaction ensued. More boos, louder. It was bad. Well, that was a bad time. Look, I mean, that's a terrible time in Nick history. And things changed the following year. Patino came in, took over in 87-88. They actually made the playoffs that year. Lost in the first round to Boston. They weren't. I think they were like, they won maybe 39 games, but they made the playoffs. And, of course, the following year... They won, they won their division, the stupid Atlantic division. They won 52 games. They had that sweep when they had the broom in Philadelphia, if you remember that story. right? right? Oakley, Jackson, and, and Patrick with the broom in Philly, a three-game sweep. <laughs> right. And then they then began the beginning of the pain against Michael Jordan. The pain. Now, also success <laughs> in that you were there every year, but pain in the result. Well, the Michael, I understand. Little did I know. <laughs> When they played the the Bulls in the 89 playoffs after they had won that Philly series, and they were favored to win. They had a home court advantage. And, of course, they lost game one at home. They've never won a series when they lost game one at home. Lost game one at home in overtime, and the Bulls went out to win that series in six. And little did I know, and the Bulls you know, were not the championship team yet, little did I know what this, this <laughs> was the beginning of a lot of pain. No, I understand. It's funny. We as New York, when we were talking about it the other day with Aaron Hicks, with all the boos he was hearing in the tribute video, we get this bad rap about the way we act. We boo a lot now, maybe more than right, ever. Right. I cannot imagine a scenario like the one I just painted. Like tonight, as bad as Yankee fans are down on mm. Severino, they're not like going to take his head off the bobblehead. You don't think and so? Throw- no. No. You don't I- think that's a possibility at all? <laughs> no. I think... I think it's Chris, poss- you think that's a possibility that, that that somebody might rip the head off the bobblehead and chuck it on the field? Uh, yes, that's a possibility. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Of course really? it is. Yeah. You don't think so? No. Yes. I Lugie, really don't. you agree with this? Lugie? Of course. I think one person could. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like a mutiny. I don't think it'll be like the Reggie ball. Yeah, when they I don't, think, the they'll be, balls I don't the think they'll be trudging through heads all no. over the floor, no, no, but, but there'll be a couple. But but here's my point. 10,000 people, maybe it wasn't everybody, but enough people were that. ripping up posters that the PA announcer had to say, hey, that we must have still stop. had to be John Condon. It was that, John Condon, right? Yes. yes. That those, let me tell you, that was a very dark period for the Knicks. Because the ex, bro, I'm telling you, when they, when, when they won the, Patrick Ewing as a college player was one of the great college players of all time. I mean, people, you know, people were nuts about getting him. He was going to be the next Bill Russell. We're all like out of our minds with that we got this guy. And the expectation level was through the roof. No, I understand that. You know? I don't remember that, but boy, oh boy, I'm not surprised it happened. I know you don't want to hear this because this offends the senses of any Met fan, and Big Mac won't like to hear this either, but to a lot of Yankee fans, this is a very dark time in Yankee history. No, I get it. <laughs> they haven't won a well, bet in a million years. I gave them. you that stat earlier. How about this? This is all you need to know about how, how great... The Yankees have been. This is the 27th consecutive year that the Yankees go into the All-Star break with a winning record. 
it's, 27 years in It's a row. an incredible stat. They have not finished under 500 through a season since 1992, and it's right. remarkable. But guess what? It doesn't mean no, that much doesn't. because to the Yankee fan, and I understand it, the expectations were this year were not to compete for the third wild card spot. And I think after the last two games against the Orioles, it's a reminder. They're not a bad team. Like, I don't think they're no, a bad team. No, they're no. exactly what I thought they were without Aaron Judge. They're a 500 team. And I remember saying that when Judge first went down to Big Mac. I said, as long as he's out, and I don't know how long it's going to be, they're a 500 team, which is enough to survive, enough to tread water, enough to keep close. And then when Judge comes back, yeah, you have a chance to be really good. He's that valuable. Of course. Well, he's been gone for, what is it, 27, 28 games now in a row? He isn't coming back anytime soon. It doesn't feel that way. And they are what they are, where there are days where you feel real good, like the first two wins against Baltimore were feisty, we're good, we can win without them. And then these last two games are the reminder of, eh, we're not that good. Yeah. They are a 500 team without Aaron well, Judge. Well, one thing I, I will say this, and, and as a guy, and I'm not, obviously I'm not a Yankee fan, but I look at it from the outside looking in, and I'm saying to myself, but look at this team. I mean, Billy McKinney, Jake Bowers, Isaiah Kainafalefa. These are the guys I'm looking at playing for the Yankees. Right. Right? And I, so I, 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 it's not Yankee-like, I'll tell you that. You, you know what, though? You're right about some of the guys that are being forced to play, but my argument with that would be the reason they're struggling, or at least one of the reasons they're struggling, are not those no, guys. No, no, no. They're struggling no, right. because DJ LeMahieu right, right, right. looks like a shell of his right, former self. Right. He's a 219 hitter. No, it's DJ unbelievable. He, looks, he almost looks finished. He almost looks shot. He does. I know. And at some point, you have to wonder if that's the case. Like Anthony Rizzo, yep. his numbers have day hasn't hit a home run in what feels like a year. It's unbelievable. So you're yeah, right May, about right he hasn't hit a home run since it's May. May. Yeah, so you're right about some of the fillings. I can't deny that. But what about the guys that are supposed to be good? And those are the guys that need to step up. Now on a night like last night, it wasn't going to make a difference. You give up 14 runs, you're probably not winning. Right, so probably. I don't mean to pick on the offense from last night. It's just in general, as they go into this series against the Cubs over the weekend, they're a 500 team. And the question I have, and I don't know the answer is, when is Judge back and where are the Yankees in the standings when he comes back? Is 500 going to be enough to be hanging on to a third wild card spot? I don't know. And I, that's the thing I'd fear from a Yankee fan because I think the Orioles sent a pretty good message the last few days. You know, they lost those first no, two they games, they and did. they certainly responded over the last two days, yep. pounding out 14 runs and winning the night before. 21 runs in the last two games. Yep. And they're not going away. Orioles no, are a legitimately nice good team. team. They got a good team. There's no doubt. We'll get your calls on both the locals, 877-337-6666, plus something Aaron Boone said last night that I can understand why it would piss off every Yankee fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.